0: Hello, greetings and salutations, Elseworld citizens. Thank you so much for joining me on this Friday. I hope you've had a great week. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to those of you that are listening out there. um, I know some of you guys like to wait till the weekend to listen to all my episodes, and you might ask, how do you know that? Well, I know uh, one individual actually did tell me that he uh, waits and lets uh, all three episodes each week load up, but... The other way I know is uh, thanks to Anchor. Anchor Podcast actually has analytics for me and it actually shows me when you guys, the listeners, listen the most, how many clicks, how many plays get hit. And it tends to be usually uh, right close to the weekends, closer to the weekends. So thank you for all of you, you know, for collecting up the episodes and listening to them back to back. I really appreciate that. It might actually change how I record and how I lead up. And actually it has a lot to do with this episode right here, um, I I really want to uh, dive into DC. It's been a big DC and indie comic week for me, uh, especially with Free Comic Book Day having just happened last Saturday. Um, this I wanted to dedicate this episode specifically to two imprints by DC Comics, DC Inc. and DC Zoom, because. Um, as you're aware, my, my response and my thoughts on Under the Moon by Lauren Miracle and Isaac Goodhart, my, my, my first reactions were, I I don't want to say negative, but I feel like I, I came off the wrong way because it is a very, uh, psychological story under the moon, the Selena Kyle story arc, um, It it deals on, you know, domestic violence, uh, animal abuse, uh, psychological abuse, uh, depression, PTSD, homelessness. It it deals with a lot of very adult, mature topics. And one of my initial responses was, you know, I don't know what kind of where the age range is for Under the Moon compared to Mera, which I thought Mera Tidebreaker could hit younger audiences. So, um. Right after the review was posted on Anchor, I kind of did a deep dive back into news and publications uh, through the DC Comics blog site as well as uh, comic book news sites to kind of see how DC Inc. is being pitched to readers from the, uh, the sources, from the publisher itself. And I finally was able to find... And this was back from February, actually, Actually, so I, uh, forgive me if I didn't read you guys this news, and if I, um, you know, but, and if I'm reading it a second time over, I'm glad that I am, because you, um, I get to kind of reaffirm my thoughts on the comics, as well as kind of give you guys a better picture as to what DC Inc. is, who DC Inc. is for, and what DC Zoom is. So... Just to start things off, um, DC Zoom is an 8 to 12 years of age uh, comic imprint that's going to be starting in October of this fall, this coming fall, October 2019. And and DC Zoom is going to feature um, things like uh, Swamp Kid, uh, DC Superhero Girls, Metropolis High... Uh, And a few other, like uh, there's going to be a new Green Lantern, as well as some, uh, there's going to be a Black Canary book, actually, that's coming out via DC Zoom. That's going to be in similar theme to Mara and Under the Moon, but it's going to be geared towards uh, younger readers. So it won't have as many mature themes as Under the Moon and Mara. That being said, uh, DC Inc., according—now, this is coming from the dccomics.com. It's coming from their blog, their news site. Um, and this is actually an actual press release. And they describe DC Zoom as ages 8 to 12, and they describe DC Inc. as ages 13 and up. So they, they're they not actually capping it. They're saying it, uh, DC Inc. Is, is published for those of age 13 or older. Um, They don't cap it. So, And we have an official listing of um, the publications that are coming out. Uh, The next DC Inc. publication is going to be Teen Titans Raven. This is uh, written by Cami Garcia and illustrated by Gabrielle Piccolo. And that's coming out in July. Really excited to see that. There's a bit of a preview for Raven uh, at the back of Under the Moon. So if you've purchased Under the Moon and you're still reading through it, if you want to take a look at if uh, Raven might pique your interest as well, you'll have a brief chapter in the back of Under the Moon to explore that. Um, after, under the, uh, after Raven comes out in July, September 3rd, 2019, we have a Harley Quinn Breaking Glass graphic novel. It's being written by Mariko Tamaki, and it's illustrated by Steve Poo. Uh And then following that, in Oct- on October 1st, we have Batman Nightwalker, which is actually going to be a graphic novel adaptation uh, by Stuart Moore from Marie Lu's prose novel for the DC Icon series and illustrated by Chris Wild Goose. So, uh, there there was actually um, more titles that came out earlier in the year when when DC was recently releasing these titles. Um, we actually got more names and more information. Um and and that was something that I actually kind of raised an eyebrow for me. Um, when DC Inc was first started, when they released it, uh, or not really, excuse me, uh, when they announced DC Inc as a imprint back in 2018, there's an article uh, that I found. I believe it's under Newsarama, and they were talking about how in 2018 there was not only the ones that are currently out, so you have Mara Tiebreaker. Under the Moon, Catwoman, Tale, both are currently out now. You have Raven coming up in July, Harley Quinn, and then a Batman one. Uh, and 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 yet, when they first announced it, after the Batman one, there was also Wonder Woman. There was also going to be a Wonder Woman DC Inc. one. And there was also going to be, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was going to be also a, a Green Lantern that was going to be made for DC Inc. Now, that being said, we have a Wonder Woman and a Green Lantern uh, uh, graphic novels that are going to be released under DC Zoom. So it may be, even though they didn't make this announcement, it may be that those two story concepts were better suited for the DC Zoom publications, and so they shifted them over. I think that happened with the Black Canary uh, graphic novel as well. I think that when they, uh, whoever was pitching the story for Black Canary, I think DC looked at it and said, this is better off for our 8-12 to range rather than the 13 and up. Um, Now that we've had that clarified, I want to talk a little bit bit about DC Inc. and DC Zoom. And for me, why I'm kind of backing it right now and why it's been such a center focus this week for the show. Um, For those of you that You know, we're listening prior. I was huge into Endgame. I was really talking about Marvel and stuff, so I'm kind of shifting gears, going to DC, and I'm going to slowly shift again to indie comics as well, moving into next week, uh, because I had a huge, huge pull from this week for shopping comics. Um, Now, one thing I, I do want to start off with, though, is a continuation of my thoughts on Under the Moon, A Catwoman Tale by Lauren Miracle. Um... This is for me like I was saying in the previous podcast uh, previous episode I this for me is an amazing character study on Catwoman. It really gives me a true like foundation for understanding not only from the animated series but also from other comics as uh, comics from the past like Batman Hush or in the video games like the Arkham video games, even though those characters are not based, with this origin or this interpretation by Lauren, still to me, this is now one of the true-to-form Catwoman origin stories for me. You know, you guys can take it as you you do. You know, the whole point of the show is to keep an Elseworlds state of mind, keep an open mind, and having differing opinions is absolutely fine. One of my big things for this podcast is all about finding things that you at least can take from... Whether it's a movie or a comic or a TV show, take something positive from that and find something that you did enjoy. and and so that's that's my big thing for under the moon. and and really, for me, I, I really do, I truly appreciated also the fact that when when it comes to Selena dealing with her trauma as well as dealing with, the struggles that she has in her life at such a young age i appreciate the fact that this book tries very hard to not make it that the trauma is what builds her character that that trauma that the trauma and her depression and so forth don't entirely come from, just from a single incident and that you know that her strength comes from that incident as well um, I hope I, I hope that makes sense um, to you all. It, Lauren does such an incredible job of allowing Selena to have her own imperfections, but also to have strength, um, and also have strength that c- doesn't come from the incidents, but just comes from who she is, and defines her as an individual, not the trauma defining her. She is... She, she has her own voice, she has her own strength and she's able to define herself in ways that are not influenced from trauma, but influenced from her own decision making as she as she, you know, matures and as she tries to figure her life out. So real quickly, I want to talk a little bit more about my um, excitement for Raven and for Harley Quinn. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to the Batman one just because I think it might have some continuation with Selena, Probably not the same Selena Kyle that we saw in Under the Moon, but that being said, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm really more looking forward to Raven and to Harley Quinn because both of these characters, these are both characters that um, we are exploring from their lives before they become the pinnacle characters, at least from certain points of view. And... I'm really curious to see where the Harley Quinn story goes. Again, I haven't been able to find as much information on Harley Quinn, but the Raven one, the preview alone in the book that uh, in Under the Moon, the preview that we received for Raven, is really unique. Um, It does have a traumatic event, but that being said, I think it approaches the discovery of who Raven is and her journey as a character. I think it takes a positive turn. Because it doesn't, it doesn't feel at least from the preview. Like I said about under the moon, it does not feel like the one trauma that one event is defining Raven. Raven's able to define herself as an individual already, and she's but she's given opportunities in that story to grow. There's always going to be obstacles that she has to overcome, that a character has to overcome in any graphic novel. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, July can't come soon enough. Uh, I'm really excited to get that my hands on a copy of Teen Titans Raven and on Harley Quinn, Breaking Glass. Um, what can I say, guys? DC is killing it right now. They're, they're bringing in New York Times bestsellers. Um, they're bringing in incredible artists for these one-shot graphic novels. So if you ever get the chance, you got an extra paycheck in there and a bonus that came in before the summer— Go out, find Mera Tidebreaker, find, Catwoman, uh, find excuse me, <laughs> Under the Moon, Catwoman Tale. Both are exceptional, amazing books. Um, next week is going to be all indie comics. I'm promising. I'm saying it right now. It's going to be all indie comics. There's a reason why I went a little bit longer in this one. Next week is going to be all indie comics. It's going to be... Dark Horse, we're going to have some Image Comics, and we're going to have some off-the-beaten-track comics that I found from Free Comic Book Day that I'm going to be sharing with you all as well. So thank you again, guys. Have a great weekend. Keep an Elves World state of mind, and I'll catch you right here on Monday.